Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Pouring Coffee, episode number three, numero trace. We are excited today. Today is October 18th. We've got some fresh economic news coming out this morning that we can't wait to share. But first of all, in our Pouring Coffee segment today, we have Mr. Billy D, Bill Detremont here. What's up, Bill? Yeah, good morning, Pete. Uh, not much. What's going on with you? Excited to have you on, my friend. Um, I, love the, uh, I love the steel band music uh, startup for the morning. It gets me uh, back to my Jamaica days. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. We try to uh, get the good vibes flowing early in our uh, podcast every week. So people are attentive and uh, want to uh, have that smile on their face when they hear our voices or take a look at us on this video. So. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, coming off a uh, pretty uh, crazy email uh, and uh, we uh, email filled weekend of uh, lots of buyers. Um, I would say, you know, last weekend, uh, you know, Nick from from our side, um, you know, it was it was it was busy, but it wasn't as busy. A lot of people, believe it or not, Bill, were. Uh, um, we're finding out this morning we we had some offers start to go, but we had some people doing pre-inspections again, and um, you know a lot of people just kind of not uh, not pulling the trigger. I, I and I kind of feel like that. You know, we're seeing prices change, we're seeing inspections back, we're seeing you know uh, contingencies back in, and you know I had some I had some people just not you know act like they were in in August and prior to that, just kind of pull the hesitate button and push that. Um, and it wasn't because of rates, but it was more about the property. So I feel like our buyers are getting more astute as yes. we get uh, you know, into, the, into this fall market. So you're right. You know, it's, um, you know, with a statement that you just made, uh, it seemed like a very normal real estate market the last you know week or so. When you say that, you know, inspections are back, contingencies are back. There's going to be a certain day on market. That didn't exist for, you know, pretty much like two years. Um, and buyers now, like, actually, um, you know, you talk about opportunity, Pete. Like, you know, for the first time in a long time, buyers actually have an opportunity to choose properties where they, they didn't have that for, for a while. Like, they're out actually shopping, not out buying. Um, and I think that's very healthy for the, uh, for the housing market. Yeah, man, I think it's like, you know, I think we're heading back and, I, and, you know, Nick and I have been talking about this a bunch, but we're heading back to a little bit of normal. Um, I think we've been, you know, a little crazy here the last, uh, let's say, 18 months. Uh, COVID had a lot to do with it, a lot of pent up demand. And for us, you know, we're doing business all over the U.S. For you doing business primarily right, what, on the on the South Shore? Yeah, hyper local, pretty much Plymouth County and some of uh, uh, Norfolk County. Yeah, so for those that you don't know, Bill Detremont, otherwise known as Billy D, he is down here on the uh, south shore of Massachusetts. He is, you're a manager now, aren't you? You know, I've been called a lot of things in my day, but I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess that's one that, yeah, I'm currently managing their office here at Keller Williams, still running a team, um, while also managing a nice. group of 80 agents. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Billy works with, uh, you know, Keller Williams and uh, Norwell, Um Great company, great office. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what it's like at Keller Williams? Yeah, man. So this office here was uh, formed uh, seven years ago. I started with a, the KW office in Braintree back in 2010. 
Um, we started this office with five of us, and now we're at um, we're at 80, 81 agents in the office. Healthy, um, you know, good, solid office, great group of salespeople, entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, Pete, right now that we're, we're talking to our agents is uh, even of that 81, um, only five or six of us here were uh, in the industry back in. And never mind the seven, eight, nine. I talk about the 2006 where the market started to turn a little bit. So only yeah. of us were back there when the market really changed and, and how we had to react to it. So we're uh, we're doing like constant masterminds with our agents on a weekly basis, just talking about, you know, don't bury your head in the sand. There's going to be more opportunity now than you've seen in the last five or 10 years because the market's been moving so fast for the last five you know, five to eight years um, that there hasn't been as much opportunity. I think the, the there's going to be a tremendous opportunity for so many agents in the next couple of years, as long as they uh, stay engaged and, and go to work every day. Yeah, man. I think, you know, I, I, I do notice one thing about your office, whether it's, you know, you or Ben or Kate, but, you know, you guys as, as top agents and, you know, you know, it's like having, those people to go to in an office right now, I feel like is, is, is imperative. Um, I feel like you're, you know, the camaraderie, the work together attitude, like your masterminds, which I've been part of before your office meetings and kind of the organization of everything over there is, is, is great. So um, definitely if you're an agent out there um, and you're, you know, focused or living on the South shore, you know, Keller Williams is definitely a great spot to, uh, to land, um, you know, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, as an outsider, the office environment is, is great. And I mean, you know, your, your staff as well is, are, you know, are awesome. So yeah, it's, it's staff is everything. And our agents yep. are, uh, again, we're trying to keep our agents plugged in and engaged and know that, um, you know, every, every market changes and shifts. And, and just because people use the word shift, doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. I think when people hear a shifting market, they immediately go to a negative headspace, and yep. and that's not the message that we're we're we're, we're giving off. It's it's total opposite. There'll be some uh, trimming out in the industry, and and that's okay. Um, but there's going to be so much, so many more homes and possibilities. And again, I keep using the word opportunities that uh, some of these agents have never even seen before. So uh, a lot yeah. of them make selling way more real estate than they ever have. Yeah. I mean, listen, the marketplace, I love the word shift. You know, I wouldn't say it's declining. I wouldn't say, I, you know what? I think it's pretty, um, you, you know, I said on last week's podcast, I'll say it again. You know, I think the value that you're going to bring to the marketplace may be a little different when it comes to the value of your property. But if you've got that kind of banger house that, you know, everybody wants, I mean, you know, I have a client that, you know, Nick and I were talking to yesterday that, you know, is making an offer multifamily in Cambridge. And, you know, there were seven pre-inspections yesterday. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, and, you know, it was a, a house that's priced. I mean, you don't think of a two family being, you know, two point three million dollars. Right. So, um, you know, it's the type of thing where, you know, if you have the right property, we saw it here on the South Shore too this weekend where. If you have that property in that specific neighborhood that people have lost out on, you know, and it's got a pool or it's got the bedroom count or it's got the yard or, you know, people are going to go full bore it though still, right? Yeah, we, we had exactly that on the South Shore this weekend. Beautiful day. I mean, be beautiful weather Saturday, beautiful weather Sunday. 
I figured it was going to be a dead weekend in, in real estate, honestly. And, and on a $650,000 house, um, you know, we, we had close to 30 groups of people through uh, wow. four offers. It did end up going over asking price. Uh, so, you know, four offers still out of 30. So 10 plus percent of them saw the value in the property. So we're still seeing that. Our next question, like, where do you see, you know, from a seller standpoint, like what's your message? Like, you know, I've heard a lot of people say to me, Hey Pete, you know, we're going to put it on hold interest rates right now. Like we got to sell, we got to buy, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait until the spring. And I'm just like, well, you know, again, we have the products, you know, to get people into that kind of lower interest rate right. to, to bridge you. Like we talk about on all these episodes here, we're, we're prepared to bridge you right now. Um, we, I mean, I got to deal with Ben and Kate closing in the force, you know, um, from, from your office, you know? So it's just like, you know, we make these plans in advance yeah. um, and, and we pick the product that's right for you. Now, from a buyer standpoint, that's all, that's all fine and good. But from a seller standpoint, like I still, like we're still under the amount of inventory that's normal. Is that correct? Yeah. So people, we started, we went into COVID um, we had uh, just over 7,000 single family homes for sale in the entire state. So that was an all time shortage uh, here for, for Massachusetts. Currently today, we're, we're still at 5,600. So we're 20% below where we entered COVID in a home shortage. Um, for people back in like the 2007, 8, 9 uh, era, um, we averaged between 23,000 and 25,000 single family homes on the market then. So, I mean, there's still such a depleted inventory where if a seller says, hey, I want to wait till till the spring. My question is why? Like, is right. it a mentality thing? Do they still think that we used to have what's called seasonality in real estate? We really haven't seen it in the last 10 years um, where, you know, nothing happened in January. Nothing happened in February. Everybody geared up for April 1st. And then it was like a. Um, a super fast uh, Daytona 500 till the 4th of July. And then we had a couple yeah. of during the summer. Um, you know, I, I would, I would dig deeper on those people and say, well, if you want to make a move, you know where the market is today. Why, why would you wait for the spring? I mean, how many people do you know that when COVID happened said, Hey, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy right now. And then fast forward two years later, you know, they're, 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 the rates are, the rates have changed. And that same property that they would have bought was up 25%. Like, you know, they waited too long and now they may be priced out of that market. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I think, I think some of it might be rate. I think some of it, you know, a lot of people got into, you know, really great interest rates in the last, you know, let's say three years. Right. I mean, when you're in a rate in the twos, what's going to motivate you to buy? I mean, you and I have had these conversations personally. It's just like, wow. I'd love to turn around and try to sell my home right now, but where do we go? Right. Um, and, you know, I was just talking to a buyer yesterday where I said, Hey, listen, you have to sell to buy. We need to get your house on the market now. That's right. how you could buy it. But there's always options, everybody. Right. And I think that's one thing that we don't talk about enough is that, you know, agents like yourself, like engaging me, engaging a loan officer, say, hey, just talk through something and, and try to work out some options. You don't, I don't have to pull credit to do that, right? What yeah, we do is we have a conversation and that conversation mm -hmm. is at a high level about, all right, let's just go through it in a quick, uh, you know, 20 minute call to go through, hey, so if I were to list right now, what are my options? Well, if you're to list right now and you don't have a house to buy, you can always put in subject to finding suitable housing. 
because it's better to get your home on the market, you know, try to get an offer in to make you a more powerful buyer on the other side, right? Because the bottom line is home sale contingencies. Yeah, they coming back. Yeah, but if you want that special home that somebody else wants and you've got to compete, right? it's better if you have the cash in hand because we do have the ability, again, people, to, you know, you can close in 30, 60 days and then rent back for 60 days. Or so the, other thing, the other thing, Pete, yep. is, you know, we're like nationally, we're at a 4 million home shortage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 4 million home. We started talking about, you know, new construction here in Massachusetts. Uh, we don't have a ton. All right. We, here in Massachusetts, we're going to be in a deficiency in home um, buying opportunities um, for, for a number of years. We're, we're years and years behind. This goes back to um, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, when builders weren't building, they stopped building because of the market shifting. Yeah. And we all knew that was going to show up 15 years later. And guess what? It did exactly in, in 2020. But, you know, you have a little mind switch here. If, if a homeowner has a property right now and they have a rate in the twos and they want to, you know, maybe buy a, maybe they want to downsize, um, why wouldn't they, they could rent their house right that primary, not even have to sell it. Right. Uh, reap the benefits of a low mortgage rate, make a lot of extra money that they can use that money to, uh, you know, buy down what they're, what they're purchasing. Then at some point they can sell their primary, not pay any, um, uh, capital gains on it. So, I mean, that's something that I would do right now. So then you get in the best of both worlds. You're getting what you want. You still own, um, you still own an extra house. I know some people right. that might sound funny, but I mean, most, um, millionaires are made through, through real estate. And I think it's really important that you're saying that because I, I know that you do do those investment seminars, uh, for investors, which I've participated in as well, which I think yeah, is yeah. super important, you know, for everyone to know about. I mean, uh, Nick and I are going to a meetup, uh, or, uh, you know, basically, uh, uh, guys that do, in, uh, home investment meetups that we've been going to with these young guys that, you know, are all about hard money, all about, you know, taking risks in the housing market and owning property kind of long-term. And you know what, man, I, I appreciate you saying that stuff because there's a lot of realtors that don't want to say the rent word, right? Um, they, they don't, they don't want people to say, but listen, if you're closing a transaction or one of them, everybody always wants to like, Oh, I want you to sell that property. You know, and, and I think it's important that you say that because, you know, it is when you look at the stock market and how it's been up, down, up, down, up, down real estate, long-term, like I was looking at my, you know, I've been saving for my kids since day one, when they were born for college. And here I am, my son's a freshman in high school and I look at that and, you know, I think my lucky stars, I made other investments because yeah, dude, there's like 40 grand in that account. He's 14 right. years old, 40 grand. And I've contributed a ton of money into that 529. But right. with market fluctuations, it's lost like 20, 28 percent. Yeah. Which is so crazy. it's just like, you know, what happens if my kid's a freshman and he has that? Well, I'm very lucky. I did some alternative investing, which we'll say for another day. But it's yeah. like, you know real estate is is a safe bet long term and if you can have someone pay down your mortgage for you 100% right and, and, you know it's like it's a it's a realtor's job to um relay that information to the public because most most people buy a couple houses in their lifetime it's their primary residence they don't become real estate investors they just hear about people that have done very well with real estate investing and you know i, I put it back on the real estate agent for not sharing you know hey i helped you 
I helped you buy or sell a house, but I apologize because I've never taught you how, how to build wealth through real estate. Um, I wish I never sold my first three homes to, to buy up. Uh, yeah. if, we, if we held on to those three, my portfolio would look a lot better than it does now. I know I'm, I'm kicking myself for selling a, a, a place too in the last 10 years. Um, you know, I wish I kept it, um, in retrospect, but again, you know, being a landlord isn't for everybody. Right. No, so, no. you yeah, know, but that. I'll tell you what, everyone, there's a lot of people like Bill or other realtors or other people that have, you know, very good experience that can talk to you about this information. So, you know, I definitely, you know, if you're looking to invest in real estate, we're coming into a very good time. I think the last couple of years, yeah, you probably would have paid a premium, but we're get we're getting back to normal. And I think it's a very good time to buy. So that's my next question for you, man. Yeah. For buyers, is there a, in your opinion, is now a good time to buy? I mean, you know, people are always talking about interest rates. I tell people it's very cyclical, right, yeah. Nick? I mean, we're talking about it all day long that, hey, don't worry. We're just putting you in a bridge to the next 12 to 18 months before we can refi you. Um, so as long as you're in a good equity position, you know, we're good. But like I'm telling people every single day, Bill, that, you know, why would you rent? Buy. Buy, 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 buy. Like so, you just talked about. You know, to answer your question, um, so I'm always looking to acquire real estate. So uh, would I buy this second? Absolutely. You, you know, would I buy 20 minutes from now? 100%. I'm telling buyers right now that there's there's more opportunity right now than we've seen. And I can tell you, you know, for for um, for sellers, um, it is becoming a beauty contest out there. If your house is not in great shape, it's not selling that first weekend or, or two. So the opportunity for buyers is maybe that... Uh, unpolished penny out there that might need a little bit of work. Um, they might be able to go in for the first time in a long time and actually negotiate their, their offer down 10, 20, $30,000, depending on the property. Um, yeah. If they're able to do that, you know, rate rates can always, you know, I think you say it too, is, you know, date the rate, marry the house. Uh, yep. You know, the rate, I've never not bought a piece of real estate because of the interest rate. And I've bought with interest rates in the nines. So, I mean, it's just a number. <laughs> um, just That's a number, right. you know what I mean? Like you, you refi when when you're able to, or if you need to, as long as you can afford the payment when you buy it, um, buy it. But there's going to be, I think this winter is going to see some tremendous opportunity um, as well for buyers out there. Yeah. So, I mean, buying before March or buying before spring is definitely a good spot for, especially for you first time home buyers out there. Um, I mean, now is the time. And I think, you know, when we look at things, just so you know, you know, Bill, we did a comparison, Nick and I did in an office meeting, and we put up a $500,000 house, and we dated it April, uh, April 2022 versus, you know, right now, October 2022. A $500,000 house last spring, you might have been paying six hundred grand for. A $500,000 $500, house right now in October, right? Six yeah. months later, you're probably paying 500000 for so when you compare with 20% down, uh, 600, 20% down is 480, 500,000, 20% down is 400, you know, and the interest rate, you're saving money right now. Okay? Well, and, and people renting for, you know, hey, we're going to hold off for another year in rent. I mean, rents are 3,000 a month. So there's 36,000 you're throwing out the yep. window. There's your down payment. Yep. 100%. Gone. Gone. And, you, and you're not getting the, uh, the benefit of the uh, tax write off for it. And mm -hmm. you're not. Uh, hedging on any future appreciation. I I have a, a buddy who they had bought their first home in Southie. Um, they had 
recently, like all my friends, got married, had a kid, um, and then said, you know, we need to get some more space, but it's, you know, so much more expensive than when we bought five years ago, obviously. But having a full plan and looking at it, not as just, I'm buying this, the rate, this is the payment. If they can rent their place out now, which they're going to rent when they leave and go in the new place, they're netting a thousand dollars a month. So it takes what they could buy on the other end. And they're saying, Hey, even though I'm paying X amount more, my monthly payment after taking out what we're going to net on the rents, it's really not that much as what we're paying right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they can own two properties. So, you know, re real estate could be cyclical and it always goes up in value. So maybe five or 10 years now, they like, maybe that is part of their retirement plan. You know, that that's part of their, their future portfolio if the stock market has been so uncertain. We, you know, I, you know, there's something that we don't know whether to keep your money in, move it, uh, just don't look at it, shred your statements. Um, but, but the housing market typically always appreciates. So, I mean, they're going to win in the long run. A hundred percent. And, and like, you know, I, you know, just real quick, you know, you look at a situation like, okay, I'm going to save $500 a month for my kid, right. For college. And you're putting it into this fund that basically the government's investing for you. Right. Um, because it's a 529 account. So, um, you know, that might not be an accurate statement. I don't know if my investor does, but I think it's a 529 is, is, is our funds that are picked for you. You can't pick them, but it's a type of thing where, you know, if I want that to grow and I want that to, you know, be something, if I, if I turned around and 15 years ago or 14 years ago, I would, I would have bought an investment property. Right. And I would, you know, to have someone else pay that, even if I was losing $500 a month, I would have been in a better situation than the 35 or 40 grand I have now. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, and, and you think about that from an investment standpoint and it's like, you know, people with kids that are listening to this call, these are serious, serious things. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you said those numbers, 5,000 a month at 15 years is $90,000. No, so people, no, no. Fi 500. Yeah, I'm sorry, 500 a month. Yeah. Um, at 15 years, putting that away is $90,000. So yep. if you just owned um, a half million dollar property before COVID, you experienced 30,000. Just during COVID, a, 30, a 25 to 30% increase. So on a half right. million dollar house, that means 50000 So think about that. You're $60,000 more, and, and, and you get the buy down on that the whole time. Yeah. Hey, I think we just came up with our next investment seminar right here. Right Seriously. Now. I, I mean, how just to, how, talking about <laughs> how to buy real estate to save for your kids' college tuition. Nope. No hundred percent. Seriously. So let's, let's put that one in the bank for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Now we got a couple fun questions for you. Sure. What was one of the funniest, let's go PG on this somewhat. Oh, yeah. You could, you could yeah. be a little rated R too. I don't care. Okay. okay. But, what are, what are one of some of the funniest things uh, or transactions you've done and why? Funniest? Meaning like, you know, not maiming any names or timelines, but just, you know, one of the craziest things you've seen in real estate. I mean, you know, so many over the years, um, you know, I've seen people not like, you know, not so funny. You know, you go to closing like the day of closing and people just like you get there and they haven't packed a box. We're like, Hey, you're closing in an hour and they haven't packed a box. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, that happened to me. That happened to me with the, with the house that we are now, we got there and they're like, you know, what do you want us to do? Record and this and that. I'm like, y y I just went to the house. They had, they, they've got, 
They're, they're loading a truck right now. Like, that, that that weather was perfect all weekend, by the way. like Yeah, my, my, my wife and I, when we bought our house, we went for the walkthrough, and I was like, have you guys even started packing yet? And I'm like, we're supposed to be closed in an hour. Uh, right. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. You know, a not-so-funny story, when we sold our house, um, which we shouldn't have sold the house in Hanson, to move to uh, Situate, um, our moving truck pulled away. It drove down the street, so we had everything on it with the exception of, like, a couple of mattresses and, you know, TVs and, you know, cats and dogs or whatever. And I got the call from the uh, the buyer's agent of my house saying, hey, I get some bad news. The buyers just lost their loan. <laughs> so, oh, no. You know, it's only funny because it's me, but I looked over my wife. My wife was just crying because we, we had two houses and no furniture. Um and, you know, again, I can laugh about it. If, if I wasn't in the in- industry, um, it probably wouldn't have been as funny. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, Pete, I've seen a lot of it. I've showed houses where back in the turbulent times, you know, you go in some of these multifamilies and, you know, they look abandoned and you you get upstairs. There's like a door closed. And, and I've said to the buyers, hey, we open up this uh, this door. There's going to be a body on the other side sleeping. <laughs> they're most, they're most likely going to be alive. But we're just going to keep moving. And and that's happened to me a handful of times. Um, right. We've walked into houses and experienced uh, oversized grow rooms in attic, in attics yep. or basements. Uh, that's yep. stuff we see all the time. Um, there's a lot. There's a, there, those are some of the uh, some of the easier ones. So the so the so the deal is, hey, if you're a listing agent out there and you know someone's doing something, yeah. you should probably have them before you let people show the house that there's something going on in the house, right? Yeah. 100%. We heard we heard last week from Angie Stevenson. She was telling us that. Her number one thing is she's seen a lot of dead animals oh, or, cool. people, yeah. or leave behind animals, like people leaving cats. That, people leaving that happens. Cats. Yeah, that's the thing. People just, uh, hey, you know, we, we, we really couldn't take our cat with us and it really likes the house. We just left it. Like, you can't leave your cat. Uh, <laughs> Litter boxes. You just reminded me years ago, back in like, oh, probably like oh seven or eight. I had these buyers that uh, we went and showed a house in, in East Bridgewater and there was a bit a, a, Big dog, golden retriever in a cage in the basement. The dog just didn't look happy. And we made an offer on it. And in our offer, we included the dog in the sale of the house. We're like, hey, we want a washer, dryer, fridge, and your golden retriever. And uh, the, the people, we got the house and the dog. And they adopted the dog. That's cool. They adopted the dog. The dog never <laughs> left the house and lived with the family for about nine more years. That's, that's awesome. All right. If you were alone in your car, what's the song that makes you happy and gets you going and you sing out loud in your truck? Um, that's a tremendous question. I am to get fired up. I'm, I'm more of a, um, I'm either a Metallica one guy. Oh my God. That's two in a row, Nick. I feel like, I feel like agents are, are like getting ready. Like we get ready for football games. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's it's uh, like, that's, that's the second Metallica in a row, two weeks in a row. I'm, I'm like, I thought it would be like, uh, you know, like Shania Twain. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, a uh, you know to get fired up. I mean, you know, just old school. I, I'm an old school Led Zeppelin guy too, man. A little little old school cashmere. Um, I gotcha. Is is pretty solid. Um, or or some Eminem. You know, go with that. All right, all right. I like those choices. I can picture you singing those. Was, was that was that Angie that did the uh, Metallica? Because that, that's yes, awesome. yes. Enter Sandman. I was blown away. I was like, okay, that's awesome. But she threw out somebody else that I didn't really know. Nick probably knows because he's he knows all those teeny bopper songs. So. Uh, boy, boy bands. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, 
Um, all right, man. Well, hey, we really appreciate it. We're just going to get into a couple other quick things uh, yeah. while you're here. So, by the way, so I'm going to put up Billy D's information, Keller Williams here on the South Shore in Norwell. You can reach him at 781-964-4353. You can email him at D at kw.com or his Instagram handles at Billy D Realtor. Um, hey, man, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Um, we're going to get into our buyer temperatures segment here. So I don't know, Nick, what's your thought? I mean, we came off of a big um, indigenous persons weekend or Columbus Day weekend, uh, otherwise known as. Um, we came off a really big weekend with, you know, um, about seven accepted offers. Um, this past weekend, I feel like people took a little bit of time off. They weren't as as jazzed. I mean, Billy, just snap snapshot of South Shore. I mean, I'm following the number of listings coming on. Yeah, I felt like there was more price adjustments than listings. So, you know, yeah. did a lot more did a lot more properties come on last weekend? It was, I mean, so, I was shocked how busy that long that long holiday weekend was. Yeah, we're, we're things we're starting to see. If you go back six or uh, I went back six months from a conversation last week. So last March, and I'm, I'm talking about towns like Hingham. Situate, Marshfield, even Weymouth, um, from March till last week, um, the difference for inventory, we seem to have three times the inventory, the available inventory now that we had last March. So think about as a buyer, if uh, you had you had the same amount of buyers back in March with uh, one third the inventory. So obviously the demand was there, the inventory was not. Um, and, and then this past weekend, you know, with with three times, uh, we still had good, um, you know, good good amount of showings out there, but just not the just not the mayhem, um, which is that we you know we talked about buyer opportunity. That's why this is this is the best time that the buyers have seen in two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm, you know, I just we got to get over this rate stigma. I've seen all these agents posting stuff on Instagram, and it's actually very positive. They're posting stuff about. Um, you know, buy downs and for everybody there that's waiting for our product of the week, we're going to, we're going to put up a special segment this week. So we don't have a product of the week. We're going to be putting that out tomorrow, but we're really, again, talking about buy downs. So, you know, for those that you don't know what, you know, buy downs are, you know, basically it's, you know, a seller and or a builder can, you know, take, take a sum of money and buy down your interest rate. Um, I, I was really, I started emailing and contacting a lot of people, Billy, in the last couple of days saying, hey, listen, I saw you did a price reduction of 40 grand. Did you think about offering a buyer, uh, you know, a seller credit for, you know, a buyer to get a lower rate? Um, and it was, I got a lot of crickets. So for all of you out there that are listing homes or all of you out there making offers on homes, you know, you can really put your buyer in a great situation and bridge them the next 24 months if needed. I don't think we're going to need that, but if needed, by doing a two uh, a two one buy down, which basically for a little over two points, so it's a five hundred thousand dollar loan amount. Two points would be ten grand, right? So hey, sellers, reduce your reduce it by twelve grand, give them a little extra money towards closing costs, but you're you're saving a client on that scenario about seven hundred dollars a month for the first year. Yeah. Okay? that hey Pete, can i touch on two things the yeah back to your um your price break question so um last week there was a there was a 15 percent overall so 15 percent of the entire state's inventory um had a price decrease 
last week. Okay. Wow. Um, and with that, you know, just my little public service announcement to all of my, uh, my, my great fellow real estate agents out there is um, as listing agents, just be aware of the products, like have, have conversations with your lender friends, because exactly what Pete and Nick are talking about now, if, if instead of going to your seller and saying, Hey, we're going to lower it 20, lower it 30, lower it 40, you know, you're trending down. If you could offer up a, a seller closing cost for a buyer um, rate buy down, that, that's going to mean more to that buyer than you lowering the price 20 or 30 grand. Cause it's, you know, it's at six or seven percent. Um, you know, uh, an extra twenty thousand is only saving one hundred and forty dollars a month. But what you just said is saving somebody seven hundred dollars a month. So one hundred and forty exactly. to seven hundred. I mean, the numbers just don't work. So, you know, be open and be aware, and know that the market's changing. Listing agents, including myself, we preach it here: change with the market. Like, don't be stubborn coming out of this last market that we're in, because if you stay stubborn too long. That's what will drive prices, um, you know, more higher price breaks for for sellers. And, and you're kind of not doing your job at that point. Yeah, well, I, you know, we are Nick and I are beating our beating our drum over here. I think one of the most impactful things you told me last week is when you were contacted by 27 lenders. 28. Um, <laughs> 20, 28, 28 with nothing with with nothing with nothing to say. But, you know, you could have had the best free lunches in, in weeks or coffees, you know, yeah, could have had enough coffee to. Uh, October. Yeah. And AP, with, with that, I want to say that um, second part of this, there's never a better time to, to really harness those relationships that we've all had. Yep. And in realtors and lenders, you know, the old the old song, love the one you with, like nurture what you already know. Um, 100%. Because there's so many people that haven't had to try to build relationships. And and those people who haven't built the relationships are the ones uh, they are going to be in trouble. Of those 28 lenders that reached out in the last week, um, in my 20 years of business, I did deals with two of them. So 26, I did not know. And how would they expect to get business without ever building a relationship with a, with a real estate professional? Yeah, man, I, I understand it. And, you know, the one thing that I you know, really been putting my hat on and, and Nick hears me talk about it all day is that, you know, you want to be doing business with people that have been through this type of stuff before that you can trust that are going to get your clients to the closing table. Right. 100%. So, so that's number one. Number two, you want to be with people that are going to be empathetic to the situation that they're in and that are making a plan for someone long-term. And number three is you don't want to be working for a bank. You don't want to be working with the bank in Kansas City or a no-name company that no one knows about, right? You need to work with a company like we're very happy that we got, you know, we came over to cross country. Cross country is the number two retail lender in the country. Like we have we we have got a situation where we're backed. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. But you're working with some brokers or you're working with people that are just these no-name companies. You're in, it spells trouble is what it does. And it spells that, you know, listen, and this is something I say every single week. I'm going to say it to you, Bill, as I say all the time, your home is most likely your greatest asset. We take it very seriously. Okay. Yeah, You're not just a transaction to us. Every deal we do is referral based. You do it, Bill, Nick and I do it. We don't pay for leads, right? We're out there educating agents. We're out there educating buyers and sellers so they can make the best financial decision because it's likely one of the financial decisions, one of the biggest ones they're going to make in their lifetime, probably three to four times. That's it. 
Yeah. You know, so you really don't want to mess it up and you got to be with someone you can trust, not someone in another state, not someone where that, where they're, the business is going to be controlled in another state and you can't just be a paper transaction. Right. Correct. And, 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 you know, I see it in my world and it, uh, it kills me when a a borrower has been working with the lender. He's like, Hey, I just found this, uh, this great rate online. I'm like, well, it's, it doesn't exist. And I have to happen to me with one of your teammates. I, I know. And it's like, I have to have the conversation with like, Hey guys, that's, it's BS. I'll keep it PG. And I'm like, and here's why, you know, the, yeah. that, that marketed rate was that day at that minute. Um, that was based on you probably having an 800 credit score, 20% down. Perfect, 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 uh, perfect property, single family, not a condo, not a multifamily. There's so many, it depends there. And, um, are they even able to get that deal done or, or, or they, they, they tacking on stuff at the end. I've seen it where, you know, the, the bait and switch, they, they, Hey, I got this great deal. And then when they look at their, their closing disclosure, you know, they, they have a partial stroke and I'm like, you, you get what you, you get what you pay for. And, and if you think you're going to save a dollar by not working professional, it's going to cost you a lot more in the end. The problem is they don't realize it till the end, Pete. Yeah. Well, in the end, you know, <laughs> Bill, that one buyer is putting me on emails and stuff still like I'm part of the transaction oh, and boy. I'm sitting here, I'm not saying a word. And, you know, they don't have their closing package and nothing's on time. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it is what it is. But listen, um, we're all about positivity over here. We're not going to cry over spilled milk. We do our best job. 100%. And um, if it's not if it's not up to par, then we'd like to hear why it's not. Um, every situation is different. Every scenario is different. So just know that an interest rate like a home sale price it's not one size fits all. You can't look at a piece of paper and say, oh my gosh, I should be getting this rate because it just doesn't happen that way. But it's a moving, it's a moving target. I mean, you know, right. that, you know that and it's uh, um, yeah, work, work with, we, we always say work with people, you know, like, and trust because yep, you're 100%. everything, a hundred percent of what you deserve. All right. Well, Hey, listen, thank you so much, Bill, for coming. I'm going to put his information up. Bill Dittremont, Billy D., 781-964-4353. You can uh, hit him on Insta. You can DM him. He loves those. Bye. Billy D. Realtor. Okay. Um, and for Nick and I, you got Pete Fakaisen here, Nick Clark. Um, our information is up on the screen. And we'll go through our quick disclaimer here. We are an equal opportunity equal housing opportunity lender. All loans are subject to underwriting approval. Certain restrictions are rep- Apply, call for details, cross-country mortgage, LLC, NMLS number 3029, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, www.crosscountrymortgage.com. I am NMLS 12344. Nick is NMLS 9981039981093. Hey, listen, have a great week, everybody. Appreciate you coming for, uh, you know, sitting in with us, Billy. Um, have a great week, man. And uh, we will see you next week for episode number four. Later, everybody. Bye, guys.